podcast is brought to you by Natural Instinct. We are on episode 25. Now, raw feeding is a fabulous way of feeding your dog. We know that. But the most important thing is that your dog's diet is balanced. Now, Natural Instinct offers a super easy way of feeding a raw and importantly, balanced diet for your dog. And their food not only contains the freshest human-grade British meat, but also fabulous ingredients like butternut squash, apples, sea kelp, spinach, just to name a handful. So if you haven't yet tried it, enter the discount code VERITY15 at the checkout to receive 15% off. Now, I'm your host, Verity Hardcastle. You can find me at Verity Hardcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in dogdom. Now, on to my guest. So joining me this week is a guest all the way from Puerto Rico. So it's late afternoon here. I've just had my Sunday dinner and this guest has probably just had his morning coffee. Now, this man is well known in the industry for his education, his beautiful styling, and he's really super cool videos. While he completed his tuition with the amazing Victor Rosado, he continued to follow this path of education to ensure that he really did know his craft. His Yorkies are adorable. His Westies are divine. This all-rounder has so many layers, and I really, really want to learn more. So hi, and a big welcome to Jay Batista. Hi, Jay. Hey, how are you? Good I'm really good. Good to see you, and, and I want to say hi to everyone that is listening to this amazing podcast. You're doing an amazing job. I love your, your energy, your enthusiasm. So it's going to be really, really nice. And a lot, a lot of information. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's free education delivered in a nice chat, lighthearted sort of way. So, The yeah. best way. <laughs> now then, let me know. First of all, we'll start. What's your first dog? Who was your first dog? Well, uh, I had, a, I had a, a mixed breed dog in my house when I was little. Uh, we used to have Samoyes. Mm. Uh, in Puerto Rico, which is hot, but back in the day in Puerto Rico, there, there was a really, really big uh, lack of education of what is the owners. Because, you know, in the States, people use the dogs uh, for the purpose that the mm. dog is. In Puerto Rico, they don't know that. You know, mm. people, oh, I like, I see that dog. I like that dog. It looks like beautiful. Look. Yeah. In the United States, they have, you know, golden retrievers for working processes. In Puerto Rico, they... Until now, in 2022, that 2021, I'm sorry, people are, you know, getting more education about it, uh, not having dogs just because of the look of it, you know, having dogs because of a purpose. So we had mm-hmm. a mixed breed of all Samoyeds, but my sister was allergic, so we had to give them away to other people. Yeah. And those first dogs, uh, when I was like seven years old, was pretty cool. Who was the who was the first dog that you actually spent your own money and went out and got or rescued or whatever it might be? Well, the first dog uh, that we rescued as as my family and I was called Princess. It was a, a very 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 uh, uh, black and thin dog, very very agile. She will jump over the fences and all that, and she was pretty cool. She died for seventeen years. She lasted. Mm-hmm. Wow, was, she's good age. Was she a big dog? Yeah. She was like a male dog, like mm-hmm. let's say like Sanders Schnauzer kind of oh, yeah. type. Medium, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she was uh, very, very amazing. I mean, every single dog uh, has its own purpose on the heart and they can take care of you in amazing ways. Yeah. So it, 
pretty good. I, and then, but let me tell you something right there. I never thought I was going to work with dogs. Like uh-huh. I, I thought, you know, because family used to have dogs, but never said I'm going to be working with dogs in the future. Mm. So, so I had my, my vision there, but no one told me you have to be a dog groomer. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. here. So I, I was still later on that I started being a dog groomer. But I used to have dogs since I was a little kid, so it was pretty good. Now, it's interesting you say about location, like where you live, dogs weren't really used for their purpose. They were just solely as companions. Mm-hmm. Because where I live and where I grew up in the north of England, I because my, my granddad was a gamekeeper. I don't know if you know what a gamekeeper is. But I had he, never- yeah, so he um, looked after land and used to raise things like pheasants and fowl just for shooting, you know, for the shooting season. And then he'd what? look after the land and obviously sort of the agricultural side as well, just maintain the equilibrium amongst the land that he would be looking after. But with oh. that, he would also rear and, and train gun dogs. So he had a Labrador kennels. And uh, and he used to breed and train Labradors and he used to sell these all over Europe as trained working dogs. And these were always outdoor dogs, kenneled. They they would only come inside the house when they're very old, you know, to stay out their last sort of few years. But otherwise, they were kennel dogs. They were working dogs. And I think as I'm from quite a rural area, a lot of we used to see a lot of farm dogs. So you used to see Jack Russell's you know, ratting on farms and things like that and uh, and border collies, you know, out in the field rounding up sheep. But then you just go to London, for instance, and you see very much of what you would see probably in Puerto Rico. Although we would see obviously guide dogs for the blind, mm-hmm. but you would see a lot more of the companion dogs. So it, obviously it's, in, it's an area thing. Well, let me tell you that everything that you just said in Puerto Rico, you will never in your life mm-hmm. see someone that can take care of dogs just like you tell me it's very very different very very uh strange in a way because having this kind of knowledge of what you just said having a labrador kennel uh all the maintenance that you have to do to the kennel and how it works it's pretty 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 not high-end but pretty pretty a big responsibility Mm. of the of each heart of those dogs every single day uh, in Puerto Rico is chase them down. It's hot. Uh, come on, sit here in my lab. Let's watch a movie together. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. that work here. So uh, one of my goals is to change that uh, here in the island. So people start looking at the dogs of with love, but we also the purpose of the dog yeah. of having of a purpose so we can start educating for maybe our kids when they're bigger they know what to do and you know start doing something very very important for the dog industry in the whole world Mm. are changing the uh sharing the knowledge about how to take care of them and why do we have to do this and that it's it's so interesting how things can be so different like cultural differences with animals isn't it yes yes totally 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 so how did your journey start with you though how did you get into you said that obviously you grew up around dogs but you never thought you were going to be a groomer so how did that start well uh back in i was uh 10 years ago uh i was in cabo rojo puerto rico that's the 
the west area of the island where the surfside area where it's very very pretty cool yeah uh, but now i'm in the metro area which is very very hard area where people are very stressful they want to work a lot okay. like, like let's talk like new york for example you see people yeah. are walking. And um, in the West Side, it's very, very chill where we sit back and watch the waves. And, That's you know, like L.A. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I used to be living in the West area, and we used to have a, a miniature schnauzer. Mm-hmm. It was Luna. And uh, my girlfriend back in the day, she was like, oh, uh, uh, we have to take the dog to the grooming salon. But in Puerto Rico... The grooming salon uh, was never something that you know you knew about. Like in the state, grooming, you know, people know what grooming is. Mm. Ten years ago in Puerto Rico, people don't know anything yeah. about. Some people knew, but not all. And the people that knew were people that are wealthy. Yeah, it wasn't as mainstream as maybe what it is now. You know, right now, right now the poor save the money to take the dog to the grooming. Back in the day, no. So she said to me, no, you have to take the dog to the grooming song. And I was like, what is a grooming song? What is that? Mm-hmm. And they want some place that you take the dog for, for a bath and they give him the haircut. And I said, they give haircut to dogs? <laughs> so, I, so I started looking for the information and I went to uh, a grooming salon that is in Cabo Rojo. Puerto Rico, and I talked to the guy and I said, listen, my name is Jay, and I have this dog, and the dog was, was looking at me like this, and I, I, I brought her for grooming, and he was like, oh, cool, that's pretty nice, so I, I asked him, how much is for grooming my dog, and he was, it's about $45, and I look at him like, $45 to do Oh, well, you, you were that person, like, my haircut costs less than I, this. I, <laughs> $45 to groom the dog. And he was like, yeah, because it's a long process. But I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, now you understand. Exactly. So I was like, damn. So I I, I said to him, look, give me a, a chance. I'll be right back. And uh, let me talk to my, my girlfriend so we can discuss this. And then he was like, okay. So I took the dog and never gave, gave the grooming at the grooming salon. I took the dog back and I said, listen, this guy is charging $45. $45. <laughs> Are you crazy? And she's like, no, that's that, that's how it works. So I was like, what, what am I going to do? I don't have the money at the time to spend it on that. And I went to YouTube and looked for a video. And I used to have a, a, a clipper that is for men, not for Your dogs. Hair, yeah. So I, I groomed the, the announcer pretty, pretty bad because it was, it was not correct. Was. Mm-hmm. But it looked good. So I posted the picture on Instagram, um, Facebook back in the day, not Instagram. And um, people started commenting like, oh, she looks beautiful. And I was like, oh, my God. So this is the most difficult part. Uh, I started receiving messages of people asking me this question. Yeah. And I was like. I was going to answer, and then I asked my girlfriend back in the day, so listen, people are asking me who groomed the dog. What should I do? And she went like, no, just tell them that you, you did the job. And I was like, but how am I going to say that if I don't even have table, I don't have a dryer, I don't have clippers, I don't have cones, I don't have anything. Yeah. I, well, you have to start somewhere. 
And I'm like, well, okay. So I was going to put the, the, groom, the dog was groomed in the Cabo Rojo grooming area. But then I changed my mind and put it that it was real me. So the, when I told them that it was me, the other day I have four appointments. <gasps> no. Four appointments. And then obviously to make you, it... Tr- you were trying to groom whilst on YouTube. <laughs> yes. I learned. I started learning there with pretty bad videos. But the thing is that people went crazy about the hurricanes. And my mom said, you have talent. Mm. You have to. I, we have to do something to get you there, like fix you up so you can be really, really good on this. So she took me to a place where they sell uh, uh, rabbit food, dog food, horse food. They sell uh, vitamins for dogs, vitamins for horses. How do you call mm-hmm. that in, in hey, a pet shop? A uh, like a, it was pretty, pretty cool in, in, in a way to, to be with my mom. And she took me over there and she buy, bought me my first clipper. And right after that, I started, I grew in the, in the dining table. Mm-hmm. I grew in the floor, <laughs> literally, literally the, the, the whole in the whole floor, wetting all the whole floors so I can get those dogs done. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty bad uh, how I started until but you, now. But you were, all of a sudden you were earning some money as well. Yeah. Why? <laughs> That's why I never stopped doing it. I mean, never stopped doing it because it was crazy what I'm doing, but money is coming in. And the problem is that it was perfect timing because um, uh, how can I explain this? Back in the day, there was a, uh, the, the industrial engineering. It was a boom mm. because it was pretty, pretty close. So when was the World, uh, World Trade Center problem? Oh, yeah. So what happened was that in Puerto Rico, we used to have a lot of, of industrial buildings that they create uniforms for the military mm-hmm. in the United States. And right. you can think. And what they did was that they created a lot of jobs. And Puerto Rico was flooding with money like crazy. So it people was, were maybe thinking about getting it, a dog and spending money on their dog. Like that. It was that they, uh, the industry was, was, was racing up until mm-hmm. the governor, uh, implemented a law. It's called the law 936, which, which takes the industry out from Puerto Rico to other cheaper islands. Mm. So the economy in Puerto Rico dropped. And my father, that was the owner of the company, he said, listen, uh, I cannot help you anymore because wow. the company went down. There's not, there's no money coming in. And uh-huh. I said, what are you going to do? So that happened a couple of days uh, before I told, take the dog to the groomer. It's $45. So I don't have mm-hmm. money. I just lost my job because the industry went down. Mm-hmm. So and I will have to do a sacrifice of groom dogs anywhere I can the floor so I can keep money coming in because mm-hmm. I love my job. So I started mm-hmm. the necessity of, of, of money and because I had to do something because it was pretty, pretty crazy. And also, That's- like you're saying, if everybody was then out of work looking for jobs, yes. this, was, this was an option of, you know, you creating your, a job for well, yourself. Yeah, it was an obliga- obligatory option. Yeah, yeah. Anything else. So I started grooming that. Hey, maybe I, it was maybe it was meant to happen. Do you not think that everything happens for a reason though? This was like your calling. 
Yes, and let me tell you something. Is uh, I I say it with my with my heart open. I think it was meant for a reason. Yeah, and, and it's something that changed my life uh, forever. Like mm-hmm. dogs really changed my life uh, in a positive way. Yeah. I I tell you that in the beginning I did it for the money, but now I did it because I really love mm-hmm. what I mean, it's my passion, my 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 escape from reality. Mm. It's pretty hard. People suffer for depression. People suffer for anxiety. And a lot of uh, dog owners think that we and you and me think that we are robots, that we are going to create the same haircut every single time. Never going to happen. You will never create the same haircut of a dog, even though you're doing the same pattern, because it depends on how your mind and your heart is working at that time. Yeah, some days I'm really creative, whereas yeah. other, and I'm like, oh, I'm switching this up. <laughs> you know, so the, the customer's like, same again, and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> last time, just like last time. Yeah, yeah. People, uh, groomers, uh, they have to, they have to understand. Right now, there's a change in the industry because now it's the image, or now it's the groomer influencer that's going to be on that booth. It's not only what's happening on the show. Is who is here. Yeah. So, and one of the advice that I give when I'm teaching is that being beautiful is what you have in your heart, is what you have in your mind, is how brilliant or how intellectual you are first. Then comes how physically you look. So it doesn't matter how beautiful you look outside. Mm-hmm. It only matters how beautiful you are inside. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to take care of those dogs each day that they come to you because those dogs are the babies of an owner. So they want you to take care of them, but not every single day we have the same mentality. Yeah. We're right. going tough. We're going through stress out in our lives, changes. Yeah. You have to leave everything out and go to that salon and give the best. Even yeah. though get out from the salon, we go like, Oh my God, it was heavy. <laughs> drains your energy and that's that's the most difficult part of of being a groomer you have to have a great mentality so they can use what you know yeah. if you don't have mentality it's not going to be a good day for you and that's how, how i see it i think you definitely have to have a strong mind in this job because yes, yes. i think that um it can be quite i think you've got to keep a steady and even energy all the time when you're grooming dogs so like you were saying despite how you're feeling that day you know we Mm -hmm. all have good days we all have bad days Mm -hmm. you have to when that dog's on your table you have to leave that behind and try and find that sweet spot that zen like mindset of calm because obviously uh i i think the energy transfer with dealing with dogs is so so important yeah yeah covid destroyed our our lives in a way that we have to sit down and say like we are we're going through a difficult process like this mm-hmm. is going to be really really hard what are we going to do mm-hmm. to maintain uh, uh, strong health mental health on this difficult process and most of them made it most of them were like going down and nobody helped them or they just went down because they wanted. So it's like you said, you have to have a great mentality for, for executing something that you really, really like. 
If yeah. not, it'll be hard. Yeah. So obviously you started out kind of following YouTube, as you said, kind of rubbish YouTube videos and washing your dogs on the floor. How did you make that leap into actually becoming like a qualified groomer? Because you did follow quite a long path, an educational path. I'm yeah. a massive believer in education as well. And I didn't stop like you. I didn't just stop when I became a fully qualified groomer. I carried yeah. on to do my master's and become on the Guild of Master Groomers and everything. Because for me, that was so important. But why did you do it? And 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 how did you start your, your course? You know, you had no money, right? And Yes, yes. Well, uh, like, like I say, I started posting pictures on Facebook of every single dog that I groom. Uh, Back in the day, people didn't use their social media a lot. So I, mm-hmm. I bring the social media. I was putting pictures every single day. People delete me. People <laughs> follow me. Yeah. And they were always posting pictures of dogs. So oh, I started. Yeah. So in what helped me was that it's going to sound really, really strange. But what helped me was that I didn't have those cool. No one, no education at the moment. So it, it, it put me in a situation that I have to do it any other way. So I have to go, I have to go very, very dramatic in a way to, I have to do it. Nobody's going to help me. And I called groomers mm. back in the day and yeah. they, my phone up, they never helped me. Mm. They, uh, don't worry, you're, you're going to get there. How do I do those round legs? Don't worry, you're going to get there. You're almost there. How do I do it? Don't tell me I'm going to get there. So it was like a way that they were controlling that. No, like, for example, you say, no, I'm Verity. I don't want anyone to be just like me. I want to be the only one to be like this. My mentality is I want everyone. Well, that's what's so amazing. I think that, you know, yeah. That's how you do it. And and so every time I'm teaching, I'm in a classroom, I tell the students, like, I want you to write 10 questions. And I want to help you to answer every single question so you you don't go out from this room with doubts. I want to be a mentor for life, not Mm -hmm. for them. And they go like, because, and they call me and I answer the phone mm-hmm. and I tell them at the moment, it doesn't matter how many times you ask me the question, I will answer the question because everybody learns different and you have to be kind. Yeah. Patient. Be- patience, because mm-hmm. it's very, very hard. So I started, you know, grooming dogs, uh, making mistakes, cutting dogs, doing bad things that every single groomer go through because nobody talks about this, but every single professional groomer at any time have nipped a dog or made something. So we are humans. We make mistakes, but from mistakes, we grow as Mm -hmm. a strong flower, strong tree. So I started working and, and I can tell you something. It's pretty, pretty crazy. In six months, I was working in three pet shops. Wow. In Cabo Rojo, but it was not because I was good. It was because there was no groomers in the area. <laughs> so, so as we say in the UK, beggars can't be choosers. Like you were the yeah. only one. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how bad was that I used to have a, a one client that I can't even remember her name. I wish I can see her again and groom the dog again best. But 
it, she came with a pool. I didn't know how to prep, to prep a pool. And then she said, I want you to take a lot, but not much. So in my mind, I was like, I got to take a lot of hair, but not much. So I went with the scissor. I was like, and I said, do you see that there's a lot of hair on the floor? And she's like, yeah, there's a lot. Okay. So it's good. So it, yeah. my was not how the dog look is that I took the hair that she asked me to. So the dog looked pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're run over. Very, very choppy. <laughs> very yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, when the owner got to the, to the room in Shalom, she was, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> this, this is the worst. So that destroyed me because I said, okay, looks like I really, really need education. Yeah. Help. To, because I started crying. I didn't want to groom anymore. That that lady destroyed my mind. She was like, you're the worst groomer in the world. <laughs> so I never forget about that. In my oh, I, I, I have always wanted to see her again and tell and her groom, that. Maybe groom her, you know, she yeah. had another poodle, groom her, yeah. her, her new poodle. Yeah, or tell her that my mistake of grooming her dog helped me realize that I need education to become what I have become today. Mm that but never happened <laughs> so and and right after that i i was working in three pet shops and one day there's a, a, a very very important groomer in my life his name is jose arias and he's a really really amazing groomer for puerto rico uh, but he's a very very humble uh man he's uh, he's like my father and uh a uh, rumor distributor from Puerto Rico, he told me, ah, you know, Jose is going to leave from the pet shop that he's right now. And I asked him, where is that? And he said, in the metro area. Mm-hmm. So metro area is where people go to grow, to mm-hmm. get money, to work. So during the transition of that, of, he, of him leaving, I was, so this is the island. I'm here in the west side and he's in the metro area working. So during the process of him leaving the pet shop, I got called from a, a veterinary clinic in the south of Puerto Rico. Oh, gosh. We were there, and I got there. The first day, we had 16 dogs. I never mm. saw that in my life. And I was like, what the hell is this? On your own? Not on my own. We have like a couple. Say, know, but, but still, that's still a lot. So I was like, all right, so this is grooming. We have to groom a lot of drugs. And I, I made mistakes like never in my life because yeah. of the being quick. No, the owner is calling, but it's 9 a.m. And the owner start leave the dog at 9 a.m. And 9.15, the dog, the owner was calling, is my dog ready? Yeah. And I'm like, Are you for real? <laughs> well, I have a microwave that I put the dog inside, put some yeah. number haircut. No. So it, it takes time. So imagine the lack of education that we ha- all the groomers from Puerto Rico have to go through to, to educate the owners to understand that grooming process is a very, very difficult process. Even though when a woman go to the beauty salon, it takes time to do your hair. It's not 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. it's even worse with a dog. So I started working. I learned a lot of veterinary. And then uh, one day, Jose called me. It's time. Come over here to the metro area. And when I got to the metro area, I fell in love. Because it's 
this beaches, very uh, awesome buildings, beautiful people, and but the rooming or the the dog owners are very very strict with yeah, the dogs. It's very particular. They know what they like. They get to the grooming salons with a limousine in oh, limo. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Or jeans, and you know that I'm like bullshit. But the most amazing thing is the most richest never give you tip. Mm-hmm. The poor will give you everything, and those are the ones that I take care of. Yeah. Even though people love me, the the poor ones they go like, "I love you, Jay, and give me a hug. Come over here." And you know, I take care of the people that really because no you know, one. To be honest, Jay, it's exactly the same in the UK. Like I have so many clients who. You know, they may or may not, they appear to have, you know, wealth and they won't get so much as a Christmas card from them, you know, for looking after the dog for a year. And then there's, you know, quite a lot of elderly clients who I know they're on a pension, you know, they don't have much money. They put money aside each month just to look after, so I can look after their dog. And yes. they're, so, they're so warm and generous, you know, no. they, they give me their shirt off their back, you know. It, it, and they help me grow as as as, as visualizing life differently. On um, even though you have necessities, and God gives you talent, embrace the talent mm. because things gonna come any other way. So when I got there, I started seeing the sixteen dogs and everything very high end and. A lot of different kinds of patterns in grooming, a little bit more of knowledge. This, mm. this person, but is this and what's that? I was, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it's racing. It's going, it's growing, uh, the knowledge in Puerto Rico of, of the owners, but also dog grooming. So I, I stood there two years working there. And then we had the first competition ever in Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. But I'm going to try and see if I can compete, you know. And my my favorite breed is Giant Schnauzer. I love Giant. Ha- which you still have now. Yeah. See, look, grab him back. Come over here. We've got a dog. We've got a dog coming. Oh, look at that big face! How <laughs> <laughs> beautiful! Oh my gosh, so nice. So, so his his mother, Clemente's mother. Uh, they started promoting that there's going to be a, a competition in Puerto Rico, the first one ever, 2017 we're talking about. Mm. And I said, well, how do we do this? Said, no, there's going to be a seminar, and it's going to be really, really cool, and you have to go. So I went to the seminar, and I didn't have a dog. I was recently moved to the metro area, so I'm like a groomer with a bag. Yeah. I that changed my life because I can remember his name, but he said, I have a dog. And when I said, what dog? And he's like, giant schnauzer. I'm like, giant schnauzer? Yeah. I was like, I've never seen a giant schnauzer. I know they're small. No, this one's big. Very so big. <laughs> the dog coming to me. I fell in love. Uh, her name is Nala. She changed my life. Helped me with a lot of things. And with depression, with anxiety, and but I didn't knew her by the time, so she was coming to me. Do you want to groom this dog? So I went to myself when I said, "How is the pattern of this dog?" So when I check the pattern of the dog, I'm gonna try and do it. So I was in the seminar, and who do you think was the the seminarist? Irina Pinkunsevich uh-huh. and uh, Josh Morales, 
which is my best friend right now. Yeah. Um, I can't recall right now who was the other one. Scott Wasserman came, uh, Melissa Seriani, uh, uh, you know, people that so amazing are amazing tutors. Yeah. The top tutors. So the only education that I had before that seminar was that I studied with Victor, but it was very uh, commercially mm. more become a, a safe groomer, a commercial groomer, uh, uh, with, um, uh, health of the dogs, uh, uh, disinfecting, uh, materials, all that, but not competition. High end baby. So I, been all like groom that dog and then Pina comes to me and she's like, not bad because for Pina, everything has to be perfect. She say not bad. It's like, okay. Oh, that's cool. pretty good then. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a good job. For me it was like Pina said not bad. It's pretty good. So even though I did not did a good job, I started continuing practicing. So the, the competition comes and I won best in show and first place. I started this is, oh my God, I cannot believe it. I did what I have studied for this. And then from now then, that day, I, the, the, I, I won the competition and everything changed for me forever. People started yeah. not who I am. Yeah. Who is Batista guy? <clears throat> Why is this, he's doing this? Why is he doing that? And it, it gave me the, the, how do you say that power to continue growing as a groomer. Yeah, and it probably lit a fire in you as well because there's nothing more yeah. exciting than competing and winning. <laughs> Knowing, and you're, you know, you're posting your dog like that and it was, when they say your name, it's like, wow, I did it. <clears throat> so I won, started crazy. They created a seminar. We had to fly because we were preparing for creating a Puerto Rico grooming team back in the day. Mm. So we went to the States to have training, hand-to-hand training with Pina, which, which was amazing. Yes. And she was like, <laughs> and, I, and I learned a lot. In 2018, I went back and went champion again, um, first place and, and best in show in Giants now. Fabulous. Yeah, so there, what happened was the jealousy started. Oh, no, Jay. It was we all start- such a happy story. Yeah, no, no, it's not happy because uh, it's, still, it's still happy. You know why? Because it's reality. It's what real the industry. And people started, you know, there's people that united, got united to me. There's people that got separated from me. And what happened was that people started talking too much about me. But mm. in that way, in the middle way, in a good way. So it started giving me uh, anxiety, starting to give me depression because I did, every time that I wake up, no, these people are talking about you. No, these people are talking about this. So I was like, well, this is destroying me. And my dad... It's like I being lost. back at school, isn't it? Exactly. And my dad told me, um, uh, why are you so depressed? And I'm like, no, people are talking about me, bad things, good things, and stuff like that. Well, let me tell you something. If you wake up, people are talking about you and not about their parents. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It means that you're growing and they cannot stand that you are growing and growing and growing. So you have to continue doing it. And the key 
He says, and the key of success, and this changed my life. The key of success, you always have to think that you have never made anything. Because if you start thinking that you made it, you will stop fighting for it. Oh, yeah. Either you're going to stop fighting for you to become someone is the day you, you die. Not when you sleep, when you die. So yeah. if you have to work every single day for what you really want. So that I was like, it changed my life like a, like a psychologist. He was like, Boop. and I started differently. So I focused and focused. We, we developed the, the best grooming salon in Puerto Rico, that it was the highest end in, the, in, the, in Puerto Rico and the islands. It was a huge uh, grooming salon. I, don't know, I will not say the name because... But it was good. So yeah. it was booming. And then started changing because, because money-wise, people with the ambition of money, mm. instead of taking care of the dogs, so I split from there. Okay, and yeah. went by my own. So I developed my shears. I used to have my shears back in the day. Uh, I developed uh, my, first, my first seminar. It was a hand-stripping seminar that I gave. Imagine, not basic grooming. Hand stripping seminar, which Melissa Seriani, which I love her so much, if she if she hears this, even though she's very strict, uh, she prepared me. Um, she's so good as a mentor that she'll go like, uh huh, tell me, tell me about this, and you go talking. She's like, no, you you can't say that. It's because of this and that. Like a mother, yeah. giving you. That's how people learn. Not with this whole. Grooming is like, you know, grooming is this and this and this. This is how you do it. That's how I learned. So I created my first, my first uh, seminar. People continue to talk. I continue focus, 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 focus. And, and then one day I was thinking about uh, what I can do to be different, be someone. Yeah. And... I always think that I was maybe a Japanese in another life, a uh-huh. Kore- Korean or, or an artist or a designer. And I was like, I want, I'm going to create something crazy. So I created my first round face. So this is where all your Asian inspired grooming comes from because, yeah, I can see that you love that. Yes. And this is so funny because the day that I created that first cut, I was, you know, uh, taking a break and looking at my cell phone and I saw a video creating app. Mm. So I was like, oh, I'm going to download this. I'm going to take some pictures and I'm going to put this in the video creating app. And I created a video that went viral in Puerto Rico and it was the most DIY video. So what happened was people started getting to the grooming salon. I want that face. Oh, nice. Round face. And let me tell you what about why we, why I created that is because in Puerto Rico, there's, it's very hot, but I'm not talking about that. You shave dogs when it's hot because that's an error. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Uh, I say, because I wanted the owner to have the opportunity, even though that they never brush the dogs. (laughs) So we have a, a short beard, no skirt, Mm-hmm. legs that I can be mad and tight body and it was it was looking uh, very very strange but I, I love it and what I'm going to tell you is so crazy because you know who Kanishi Nagasai yes of it's course. like 
right now, now that I know, he is my inspiration. Yeah, my ma- amazing, Grima. Yeah. <laughs> my, my guardian, my everything. And when I created that first round face, I never in my life, I swear, knew who he was. Right. I have in his work. Never. But it was, it was just inspired and yeah. So I was like, oh my God. So when I, when Josh, my best friend, he goes, do you know who Kenichi is? And I'm like, I don't know who Kenichi is. And he's like, well, check this out. And he shows me a picture. I see myself there grooming, not like him because he's the creator. Yeah. Of the, but I see his pictures. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing almost the same. And he's, and he's like, now you know who can share. And I like, oh my God, Josh, I, I have created these cuts and never knew about Kanichi. It was like a connection without knowing about him. And from there, every single groomer receiving pictures of my grooms from clients. And they go, hey, Jay, it's me, uh, this groomer from this town. I received a picture of your groom. And the client asked me to do it. So there, you can always share your knowledge and everything, but sometimes people will, will never do it as you do it. You give mm-hmm. them all, but maybe they will not do it correctly. So that's why I always give everything. Because if you do something that I do and do it just like me, I love it. If you do it better, I even love it more. And if you don't do it just like me, I will help you get there because that's, that's what you what, that's what you want. You want to create something nice. So six months from there, uh, I'll say 65% of every single grooming salon was doing round faces and stancers. I mean, I just think that that style of grooming's just grown so, so much. It's Ooh. so popular. Uh, I've been a competitive groomer for about 11 years now. So I've done wow. grooming competitions in the UK. And um, the, cl- the Asian classes have only been around for maybe five years, maybe more. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Maybe more, maybe seven. Anyway, but over that time, the class numbers, you'd start, it would only be an entry of three, four. Mm-hmm. Now, they're some of the busiest classes. People yeah. love that style of grooming, don't they? Yeah, yeah they, they really love it. And, and I know that they, they love it. But when I first uh, stand at food in the United States, mm. that, that's something that changed my life. When I went to Vegas this year, even though we have a couple of questions to answer before, let me tell you this real quick. Uh, I went to Vegas and I noticed that in the United States, I really have real fans, like real people that will well, love. I know this because I follow your Instagram and yeah. I saw in your stories, you have like people queuing up to say, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a photo. You're like in America. You're like a grooming celeb, right? Yes, I was like, I was. It was breathtaking because I yeah. never. So that's what happens when you say, okay, the image is very important. Yeah, but I mean, what I mean is like we're day to day, just sort of trimming our dogs in our salons and everything, and then you go somewhere like that, and you're like, oh my gosh, all these people I'm connecting with. Gallagher's. Say again, sorry. Jane Gallagher. Okay, like, yeah. Yeah, Jane Gallagher, uh, it, it was also an inspiration for me. And, and I, was, I always wanted to meet her. 
but I'm very, very bad with names and I'm very, very bad with recognizing people. I can talk to you right now. And yeah, and then when you see me in real life, you, do I know her? <laughs> so I was in a To be honest, group. Jay, I'm a bit like that as well. So <laughs> It's like that. So I was in a booth and I saw this lady coming, but she looked at me and I was like, and in, in, in a short, brief story, uh, she asked Josh, she says, is that Jay? And then he, he was like, yeah, that's Jay. So Jay has been here all the time and you never told me that he was here and I'm listening to her, but I'm, I'm talking to a client that wanted to buy shears at the moment. So you've got like just half an ear tuned in to what she's saying. Yeah. So I look, I look at her and she looked at me and she was like, and I'm like, oh my God, it's you. And she's like, oh my God, it's you. So she, <laughs> uh, and she told me that she was a, a long time follower. Oh, wow. So you're telling me a person that is a, my inspiration, she follows me for years. Yeah. So that, the first thing that, that made me realize we, I really have fans in the States, but are rumors. Then the other, uh, it was a lady that wasn't a groomer, but her daughter was a groomer. But the lady was my follower, and she had followed me for five years, and her, her goal was to meet me one day. So she met me in, in Hershey this, uh, this past uh, month ago. Month, yeah, yeah. Even like shaky, like shaky, like she didn't, she couldn't believe it. Wow. So I said, this is, this is the beginning of a new era. Because uh, you can be a master groomer and you can be a groomer influencer. And nowadays, people want to be close to the groomer influencer for some weird reason. Even though they go to the seminars for the master groomers, then after the seminars, they go directly where, the, where those influencers are. How can I get to be a brand ambassador? Mm. How sign about these companies how did he did this instead of going that is the most important way to a master groomer help me to understand this breed mm-hmm. help me to create this cut and that's my advice even though i'm a, a influencer my advice to the groomers is influencers are great but remember that the most important thing about being beautiful is your mind mm-hmm. what do you because with an influencer, you can learn a lot of things. But with a master groomer, you can be a doctor. Yeah. You can, and they can be just sit down with a master groomer, take a coffee and ask them questions and you'll be blown away. So that's how I created my, my knowledge. Being an influencer, but standing near to master groomers, just listening to them and getting my library with a lot of information. So... That happened. I became I became a, 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 a champion in Puerto Rico, and then everything started to grow. I have I have done commercials. Uh, I'm an ambassador of Hydra uh, by Pet Society. I'm with Wall, which Wall is it was when yeah. that happened. Pride, literally. You know why? Because back in the day, I used to go with my mom as a kid, holding her hand like this. I'm six four right now. But when I was a little kid, my mom used to hold my hand and we used to walk by the stores and I, uh, beer clippers or man clippers. Uh, I remember wild, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I saw this since I was a little kid and I never knew I was going to be a, a part of the company. 
as a, as a, of a, not an ambassador, as an educator mm. of that company, how they work. So for me, uh, Wall is like a Michael Jordan, like a real, real legend, something very, very unique. It, it changed my life. I was like, oh, my God. Even, even standing in the booth, you get shaky, you know. Because and also doing that sort of thing is amazing because it enables you to connect with so many people as well, doesn't it? Ooh. Imagine being seeing in front of you Jace Crocs, mm. Tuseco, yeah, and as my parents now, uh, Sue Watson, this this these legends that are you know, and they respect this new era right now. They even give support instead of. of trying to bring that new era down. They're like, I'm going to give you Do you everything. know what? That's amazing. I love that, that they do that, Jay, because you would think sometimes they might, I mean, I know it's obviously an attitude of mine, but some groomers who are like the masters may be a bit resistant towards this change that you're talking about, this new Instagram yes. change in the influencer. Mm-hmm. And they may think, well, they've not really cut their teeth. You know, they've not really... The, and the miles that that they have, but the fact that they're supportive. Exactly. Now, now these people, what they're doing, they're trying to adapt mm. uh, on that. That those those groomers that didn't know anything about social media, now they're trying to get themselves in, so they can uh, be uh, uh, well known or still being known. Because mm-hmm. right now in Barclay. That, that's something I'm going to tell you right now. I saw that the, the awards now, they have like yes. influencer awards. Oh, I, I just love saw it. that. That was amazing. Yeah. I didn't, you know, and they started to recognize um, podcasts awards as yeah. well. And all these new, I mean, I don't, obviously, they're, they're obviously living under a rock because they didn't know about me. No. <laughs> They're going to know now. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, to be honest, we are only on episode 24, but it is going great guns. So, you know, hopefully next year, Jay. (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, I started seeing that Instagram uh, page, best Facebook page. I was like, this is really happening. But also they're moving with the times and our industry has got to move with the times. Yes. So listen, I was so, so, grateful of having uh that my first signing was with hydra then mm-hmm. was cheers uh which is uh, uh a really really nice uh cheer company i have wall mm-hmm. i have uh palmet with channel yeah. owens it's like my sister i love her a lot uh, i got with uh dust dryer that dust dryer you have to check it out i love it for those faces, I uh, got also Palma, Dust Dryer. Which one is the other one? Oh, my God. Oh, Carrier. Uh, Carrier yeah. Grooming. Carrier Grooming is the one that created those stripping uh, clippers. You haven't seen that? I have seen the stripping clippers. I've never actually seen it with my actual eyeballs. But yeah, I've, seen, really, I've seen videos. It's really good to help to use them for, for commercial stripping. Mm-hmm. Competition-wise, it will never... When you need to create the multi-layers of stripping, you're not going to be able to achieve that with... Yeah, to do your flat work and things like that. Flat work is handy. But so now my goal is to be in Learn to Groom Dogs and to be a Barclay speaker. So if I I do that, I'm going to be very, very happy. So they're your goals, are they, for 2022? 
Exactly. Those are my goals to be like a mentor or, or an educator of, of Learn to Groom Dogs and, mm -hmm. and Barkley and continue to, to give seminar. I, I did, uh, it was 113 dates of seminars with Josh. On wow. Tour. 113 it, dates. 13 dates. Just like Jay and Suseko back in the day, we did it in Puerto Rico and Florida and some states. Wow. And you know why we stopped? Because he had to go to uh, uh, a business meeting appointment and I had to do my stuff. So it's like we are like a, a band yeah, that yeah. We, we need some time to work our records apart. So every time that he goes to a place, they will ask him, where's Jay? He's like your wingman. It's your uh, wingman. <laughs> Where's Josh? He's supposed to be with you. And and I want to tell people about Josh. Josh is like, um, he's my friend. He's my my best friend. I love him a lot. And, and he's I actually um, met him when I came to Hershey. I came to Hershey to compete uh, uh -huh. five five years ago. I was yeah. six I was six months pregnant with my daughter, who I think you saw a second ago on camera. And uh, and he was working with Irina, and um, oh, yeah. and I and I met him. Yeah, he's really good. And he's very, very down to earth, but he's also very strict. Very, yeah. very. Well, I just remember thinking he was fascinating, engaging. Yeah. Like he really wanted to talk to me. He was really engaging. We were talking yes. about combs, actually. He was so friendly. A person that uh, is very low key. He doesn't. His player is help others, but he doesn't want that public life. Mm. Like me, for example, that I go out and people know who I am and all that. He's the opposite because he's a person that needs to maintain his energy a hundred percent so he can be uh, successful mm. and being like a leader, like an alpha leader. That's what that's how I see him, like a leader. And he'll always give me the best advice in my life. It's like, don't do that because of this and that. Or yes, do this because it will help you on this and that and that. So that's how mm. I, that's how I became a mentor because how he taught me to be a mentor. So I, I, I owe him a lot of things. So we toured the island and yeah. the amazing thing. Boy, boys on tour. <laughs> yes. You know something? We never rehearse. No. We never in our life. Have no, but that, like you were saying today, you were like, I don't even want to know what you're going to ask me, Verity, because I just... It's the, imagine, maybe it's the best chat. Imagine if we go us and give a seminar and we have never even talked to each other and we started giving the seminar and it goes perfectly. Yeah. Like, like, Oh my God, this was, so when we finished our first seminar of all those dates, I was scared because I said, this guy's going to bury me. And he, and I said, well, Josh, tell me, uh, what do you think about the seminar? Uh, I was scared. It was good. And he was like, I cannot believe it, Jay. We did it without rehearsing. It was like we have done this forever. Mm. So that expression. So you it, just gelled together yeah. so well, yeah. And we play it. We continue together until a couple of weeks ago that we part ways for for a short time. Yeah. And so he's gonna give seminars in the United States right now, and I'm gonna give, I'm gonna go to California to give some seminars. I got a lot of things start coming right now. I have a seminar with Victor Rosado. Uh, it's going to be in November. I'm going to Colombia to give a mm -hmm. uh, training with, uh, Saul Romero. Which you need to, you need to come to England. I, I'm, I want to go. It's one of my, uh, goals and one of my 
bucket list to go educate or go and meet people like you and and see the culture which is amazing i love the music that comes from the uk i love oh the yeah music. we we've got some good musicians from here uh, so it's pretty it's pretty pretty someday you'll see me there you're traveling it's your job sounds so varied and fun as well yes uh, the only bad thing the only uh, bad thing about this is that you get separated from the family yeah i was gonna say you're a dad aren't you yeah i am a dad and my son is amazing how old and is your son it's uh one one year and eight months now oh, cute he's like uh uh a game changer so i'm like uh very very happy with that but we have to do sacrifices so in the future i can give him whatever he i can give him or he needs mm. so it's been a, a crazy journey it's yeah. been a- i was i was wondering obviously you were talking about being a dad obviously business owner dad you obviously create a lot of content online grooming mm-hmm. seminars like how do you manage it all like how do you keep your head above water and stay organized well that's a that's a really really nice question uh even though i'm a a day-by-day groomer i don't groom every single day so Mm -hmm. what i do is i work uh tuesdays thursdays and saturdays on grooming Mm -hmm. and the rest of the days one uh one or two days are for the family and the other days are for creating content Mm -hmm. uh giving seminars and what I do to travel the world is I, I plan my, my appointments with my clients, even though when I felt going to the States, they'll go like, no, <laughs> who's going to groom my dog or anything? I'm going to come back. When I come back, they're mad at it or it's pretty crazy. They start doing lines. I want you to groom my dog. I want you to groom my dog. I know. Yeah. I have, okay. this, I have this struggle at the moment, Jay, because... I'm trying to juggle so many different facets of my work, not just the day-to-day grooming. I've got to go to Switzerland because I'm working with a company in Switzerland on Tuesday, but I've got a full day of dogs booked in um, yes. and I've, I'm yet to cancel them. I'm going to, and what do you do? How am I meant to possibly catch up on that? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, so let's go back a little bit. Remember that question that you just asked, you go, how do you, how do you mm. do this and that and this? So that's the best question ever because what people see is what you just said. How do you do seminars, create content, do this? How do you keep up with that? But they don't see the struggle that is mm-hmm. behind of you putting your time to create it. So my, what I can only say is pretty, pretty, pretty difficult. And some, sometimes I don't have the energy to do it. And I do it uh, because an obligation of maintaining my followers with content. Mm. It, I know it sounds hard, but it's the reality. Because... Um, oh, yeah. It, it I, really I, is the reality, Jay. It is. Some days you're like buzzing, like, I just so want to make like three videos today. I'm loving it. And then, you know, and then I'll be tired and the kids have had me up in the night and, you know, I'm the same as you. I'm trying to write a book. Yeah, I've got all these other things going on and I do a bit of TV still. And then I'm thinking, crap, I've not posted on Instagram for two days. Ah, you know. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's very, I mean, 
creating content get into a way, and it's going to sound really funny, but have you ever created content and then you are very amazed about it, but the rest of the world hates the content? Oh, I've had stuff that I think, this is amazing, and it's just like 200 so, likes. <laughs> so imagine how, how energy drain is that. You mm. get So that's why I always say you have to have not good sleep, you have to have your coffee in the morning and you have to start positive and to put your mind in a, in a, in a way that you're going to create something so the world can see it. And I'm going to give you an advice of a person that I admired. I, ha I admire two people the most and one is Kenny. And, and I don't say Kenny about his success. I say Kenny about the things that he has gone into his life to become what Kenny is today. Yeah. That, that, that's a legend. A legend is what he, he has done. And, and he's a person that I can write him a message and he'll go like, Hey, I'm here. You know, I'm still strong. And I go, I'm always here, bro. Even though we're thousands and thousands of miles apart. And when we see each other in the shows, I'll be I'll giving a hug and continue. The other person is uh, Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel. It's a, a person that you talk to him and you'll be like, I want to sit here and talk to you forever. Oh my God, he's so enlightening. Yes. And, and he's, he's a, a real positive thinker, he, which I really love. Actually, you have to be positive even though you're going to, to hell, for mm -hmm. example. So he's like, uh, those, those, those two guys are for me uh, inspiration and, and legends because they, are, they continue to tell me it's the most amazing thing in the world. So my side of the world so I, you get people telling you no Jay is my inspiration for for me they are uh, some yeah. of my, my inspiration and, and that's how it works like we have to be united instead of being separated leave the hate on the side yeah we are educating there's going to be people that know a lot more mm -hmm. so you have to be Ethic wise, tell them I know and I respect every single one of you here. Yeah, and yeah. You're not going to say today is with respect and in my opinion. And mm -hmm. if I'm wrong or good, I just want to tell you what I know. Mm -hmm. So and start listening to you and understand. Okay, this guy knows that we know stuff, but he's gonna tell us his stuff, mm -hmm. and that. Come get more united, less hate, less bullying, because the bu the bullying and the hate has has grown also with the industry. So people in seminars will never ask you a question because they're they're thinking that it's going to be crazy about oh my god this, this person is asking that question oh oh yeah yeah it's dumb and and that's what I don't want. I want you to ask questions because asking questions how you learn. Mm. And we're, we're all coming at this, you know, you obviously might know a lot about skin and coat texture. I, I may know a little bit more about show trimming a poodle. You know, we all have our skills. Yes. Um, you know, I'm sure you can actually know I'm positive. You can ex execute an Asian groom much better than I can. No, <laughs> so we uh, all have our strengths and weaknesses and it's all about coming together and just building each other up, I think. And if you don't do that, I think that you're coming, your own is only going to be a negative, have a negative effect on, on you no, really, because. I totally agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah.
But uh, but going back to your organisation thing, like you say, though, do you know what it is? It's just sheer hard work and determination. I think that's that's how you probably manage it all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you have to. You, it's like you have to maintain yourself in a way that you have to. It's it's, it's mind wise. It's it's uh, mental health wise. Mm-hmm. Career because grooming, you know, grooming is not a a desk job. It's an active and physical job. So you have to have a, a, a mental health, positive mental health, and, and your body. Because I am 37 years old. Yeah, but I feel like I'm 94. <laughs> Some days, Jay, I really do. <laughs> my back and everything. It's my back. Oh, let's have a, let's have a body moan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm so is, tired. My back hurts. <laughs> oh, and you and you get out from the grooming salon on grooming fourteen dogs or something like that, and people go, "Are, are you going to go out tonight?" Oh, you're always sleeping. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you complaining so much if you're you're just playing dogs all day? Yeah, and I'm like, I was playing with dogs all day, but it's not. Hey so it's Jay, very- though. It was the, it's the, obviously it was uh, Saturday night last night. I had to remember what day of the week. I didn't go to bed till 2 a.m. I was partying. Oh my God. Yeah. So you have. So I'm feeling a little bit tired today. Yeah. Because obviously I've still got kids, so they still wake you up early. <laughs> yeah. Not until they are old enough so they can give you some rest yeah yeah so that's killer now my last question to you is what makes you happy well uh wow well obviously grooming makes me happy uh, Mm -hmm. but um you know being with my son is uh uh, a mind-blowing thing it's something that even though he doesn't speak anything at all uh He's like uh he's also my inspiration of being you don't know what to be to what to be a dad is until you have a real son. Like like you see people that have kids and they'll go like, Oh no, having a kid is the most amazing thing and then you, you don't have a kid yet and you see them and like what well, it's just a person that you're having there. And my mom always said, Don't don't worry about it. You'll, you'll be a father someday. You'll, you'll understand what I'm giving you, these advices of life and everything. So when my son literally came out, I was like, with no words, my mind changed completely. Now you have a responsibility. Yeah. In, uh, taking care of this, this, this kid and taking care about his health. And, taking and the care love about- as well that they, you oh, know, that love yeah. that they bring. Yeah. And he came in, uh, in COVID. He, yeah. he went world when the world is a mess and he doesn't even know yet what's out there because he doesn't have knowledge yet. So it's going to be pretty, pretty hard. But out from that, being with my loved ones, um, uh, I like, I love to get in my motorcycle and, and just run the motorcycle and then just get in touch with the nature. Oh, yeah. uh, I love uh, everything. Every single thing about it is pretty, pretty. So it's like a, having a touch with nature and just that air giving you in the face or in your body. And obviously creating amazing grooms, like the things that I really like, the things that I really, I want to create in that. One of the things that I do in the grooming is that I don't receive any information from clients. Like for example, this client comes with a book 
and I say, I want you to lift two inches in the head. I want you to go. I cannot accept that because it gives me anxiety. <laughs> so, to my grooming salon, you'll be like, uh, the name of the dog, the breed, whatever Jay wants. That's the extent <laughs> information. Perfect customer. Yeah, no, and, and I have educated my customers. There's only two rules. Two rules. Never in your life call me if I haven't called you that your dog is ready. And never give me instructions. Because if you came to my salon for me to give a haircut, even though there's thousands of groomers near me, it's because you want me to create something cool on your dog, not something that you want to do in the dog that you don't know how to create it and you want me to do it. So that's not, and people are very white. I, I hate colors. I don't like coloring dogs. I, for me, something I respect it a lot, but it's not, if I'm going to create some Asian fusion and some freestyle, it has to be with the knowledge of the cut, not the knowledge about doing a normal cut and giving a hundred colors to the dog. So you can think it's, oh, that's freestyle. Yeah. Freestyle is getting the pattern of the dog correctly. You know, colors and everything are cool and everything, but they can even damage the skin in some way, even though in dyeing the dog. And the time the dog that passes with the color and you're doing that process, I already room like two dogs. Mm-hmm. You're still painting one of the eggs. So I love that this woman that when you go to the shows, you see this woman that they create a masterpiece. They are like architects. Like those, those full creatives are crazy. The amount of hours of prep. Yeah, no, <gasps> some of the colors perfectly, you know, something very, so I admire that. But for me to create that, I will never yeah. have the time or, or the, even though the, the energy to create something like that, but you told me, let's do some Asian fusion. And I'll be like, let's do it right now. <laughs> Give me I, the I, dog. I want the dog it, on my table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happens to me that I'm walking in the street and I see a dog and I'll be like, I, I will do this and that to that dog so it can look just like this in my mind. Yeah. Or you see, I know exactly what I'm going to do with that dog. And people go look at you like, what are you talking about? I will groom the dog this and do this and that. So imagine how your eyes develop on doing this every single day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nine snouts for a day, those nines are Asian faces. There's no long beard. I have snouts that have longer beards, like the, the, the standard uh, cut. Like, well, you giant. have your you have your own. You've just showed me yeah. as a, a normal breed standard giant snouts yeah. trim. Most of them go, oh, I want the long, long brows, and I want all a round face, and I want this and that, and I'll go, yes, that's what I want to do. So that's what really makes me happy on creating stuff that I really like being with my loved ones and, and and thanking the energy to give me this amazing child that I have and the people that always help me and support me uh, my brands uh, the people the sponsors uh, my mentors my best friends my father my mother every 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 single person that gives me the energy to continue mm-hmm. in the hard life uh, all my my grooming colleagues, all my grooming mentors, like I said, all my everything. You, <laughs> the podcast, uh, everything. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty breathtaking to have people like you to 
take the word out of how amazing the grooming industry is and what we have to do to become united and become one instead of divide divisions or being divided. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Speed. <laughs> <laughs> Right, now we're at the end of episode 25. I'm just going to finish off by asking Jay my quick fire questions. Now, Jay, these are literally just like one to two word answers. Snappy, see what comes into your head. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So your dog food of choice? I will go with uh, raw food. Favorite place to walk? The beach. Nice. Number of dogs under your roof? Um, five. Quick counting. <laughs> if you were a dog, what dog breed would Jay be? A giant snouser. Oh, of course you would. <laughs> and your favorite holiday destination? Vale, Colorado. Oh, nice. Vale. vale. I, love, I love to ski. I love how it looks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what would be your worst nightmare dog breed to own? What is not for you? Chihuahuas. <laughs> what the noise? Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas, they bite very, very hard and they are very <laughs> alpha. But I love every single breed. But of course uh, we I, do. We're all dog lovers, but just, yeah. maybe not, just maybe not in your house. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me and Jay. Jay can be found on Instagram at Batista Grooming. That's J-A-Y-B-A-T-I-S-T-A Grooming. Make sure you follow him. His content is absolutely awesome. His videos are completely inspired. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you don't do anything else, make sure you subscribe to Pod on the Dog. Also rate it because it really helps to other people to find it. And a big thank you to Natural Instinct for sponsoring this episode. If you fancy changing your dog to a natural and fuss-free way of feeding a raw diet, find out more by heading over to their website and applying that discount code VERITY15. That's a bye from us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>